thrown around, and really I kind of like that, I think, in general. But as far as, like, any definitive plans, we don't know. We don't know yet. I got you. Um, so, Tyler, and just FYI, for those of you that are watching this, for some reason the recording kind of started going in and out. But uh, if we have to, we'll come back. We'll circle back around and finish it up. Uh, so, Tyler, what are you guys here? And you're in Baldwin County. For those people that are uh, unfamiliar, Baldwin County has had wrestling six years. Am I – Am I? I think yeah, I think it's like five or six years. Yeah. Um, what are we hearing? <laughs> probably probably around the same stuff you're hearing. Uh, Mobile County, which is starting to pick up wrestling, yes. they actually just announced as a school system they're not going to go back to school until September first, and they're going to go virtual the first nine weeks. Um, so we're going to get to see what it looks like having a big school system possibly try to play sports while kids are not at school. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see, I think, um, you know, how we even just go back to school. You know, that's, that's a good start to, to seeing uh, what sports may possibly look like. Um, you know, if you, if you want wrestling to happen, I keep telling everybody, we probably want to, we want to have football happen. You know, because uh, that's the driving force in Alabama, and that's definitely going to be uh, going to show us how can we be in contact. Because yeah. we've been told for a couple months now that we got to stay six feet apart. Uh, when they came, and they had a meeting with us at the beginning of the summer, and they told us some things: uh, we can lift weights uh, if we put a mask on, if we want to spot, right? Yeah. Um, but they said if you have to stay within six feet of distance constantly, then guess what? You the mask doesn't help. You can't do that. So what does that mean? That means we couldn't wrestle all summer long. Yeah. Um, now clubs can. Um, so they've been able. Some of our kids have been able to get on the mat, but for the most part, we've kind of been. You know, it's been almost a lost summer. We get to lift some weights, and that's about it. Yeah, and that's kind of what we did here was we did a bunch of lifting. Uh, we took them outside or to the gym because we had small groups and spread them out and did, like, individual goal positions. Uh, it helped us because our wrestling IQ needed to grow. But uh, for the most part, yeah, you, you know, you do. You feel like you're a lost summer. But I think Jordan said a great thing. Like, those of us, and I'm sure you're the same way, Tyler, that looked at him and said, well, you know what? Everybody's in the same boat. So, uh, you know, if we sit here and go, what was me, then, you know, we're not going to get any better. Let's just take what we can do and, and move from there. So uh, how are the clubs down there? I know up here in Birmingham, there's a lot of them. There's, and you, you can get in whichever realm you want. How are the clubs? It seems to be getting better down there. Yeah, but as it stands, uh, there's one in, in Pace, Florida, which is about an hour from us, uh, you know, a little bit closer to the Gulf Shores, Orange Beach area. But he was running out of a school. Well, the rules said mm -hmm. that you got to find somewhere else to go. So he had to start renting out somewhere. So they've been, you know, kind of in and out of, of doing stuff there. There's another club that's out of Gulf Shores. And I, from what I've heard, they have not been able to go all summer because they run out of a school. Yep. Uh, if we were to start a club, where would we want to start our club? Probably out of yeah, our, our wrestling area, you know. So it's kind of hard to get things going, I think, for the clubs uh, when a majority of the places people are wrestling – are at school facilities. That's, that's a good point. And yeah, that's, that's kind of what it is. And I think, I mean, we all kind of shook our head when we said we need football to play for us to have wrestling. I think across the country, from what I'm hearing, Jordan, you're probably talking to country uh, coaches across the country. I'm guessing they're saying the same thing at the college level, play football so we can wrestle. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I think uh, I think to me that signals a return to normalcy as well, um, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest things too is, you know, the the closer and the faster we can get back to to normalcy, the the better off we'll all be. And we all I think we all agree it's, it's going to be different. That's what we're I know that's what we're preaching to our kids. I'm sure you guys are too, Tyler. When there looks like guys, it's going to be different. Just accept yeah. it and move on. So let's go back in time. All right, so I'm older than all you guys. I know we all have the three bald heads. Uh, I, I was coaching when you guys were coming up, um, you know. So the, the Prattville, you guys used to spank us, Ben Russell, semi-rivalry. But uh, what, what did you guys take? What are some of you guys' fondest memories of just wrestling for an icon in, in Coach Miller and growing up with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, John Hayden's not with us, but having three brothers and the families that you guys had coming through? So I don't know who wants to take this, but just kind of jump in. Uh, go ahead, Jordan. I can talk after. Well, yeah, man, I was just going to say, um, you know, you mentioned kind of the family aspect, especially with wrestling. I, I think, uh, you know, Coach Miller, my, our, our high school coach, he was also our dad's high school coach. Uh, he got about that. Yeah, which is crazy to think about, really. Uh, so it was cool, you know, us growing up when we were five, six years old or whatever, Prattville didn't have wrestling. And I think it was 1997 that Coach Miller and my dad and a couple of the other dads, like Scott Carmichael, Bruce Kilo, um, a few others, they all kind of got together and were like, hey, wrestling was a big part of us, you know, growing up, especially in high school. You know, Prattville needs wrestling. Um, yeah. Sometime in the 80s or whatever, it got kind of axed. Um, so it was just cool being a part of that. I think that was the biggest thing is getting to see them build it from the ground up and just seeing how much sacrifice and time and effort they put into it and just how rewarding it was, you know, just seeing someone work for something, you know, work for a cause bigger than, than themselves and how it affected, you know, just the whole community as a whole. Um, you know, obviously all three of us growing up and that's just a big part of our lives. I, I don't know what I would do without wrestling. I think it's, it's such a big part of my identity, whether it should be or not. Um, you know, you just can't strip that away. So I think for me, it's just, uh, it's a family affair, obviously just a huge family affair. Coach Miller's family uh, to us, just uh, one of the just greatest human beings you'll ever be around, um, you know. And I think that's probably what he taught me more than anything is wrestling. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to, to get to be around the sport, you know, hopefully for the rest of our lives. But for most people, wrestling is a very short part of their lives. Um, but it will have a lasting impact on who you are as a human being. And first and foremost, you need to just be a good man. And I think he really taught that more than anything. He did. And that, that kind of reminds me that the family aspect, obviously us – our family being involved. There were a lot of brothers, there were a lot of siblings and all kinds of wrestling teams. You know, you see them across the state. Um, but I, you know, I got some of my best friends that to this day, I still talk to them about our high school wrestling days. Um, I was talking to one of them who's now in sales in Austin and he was talking about how uh, wrestling just helped him prepare so much for that. And he said, it was kind of like a, a great way to learn how to measure yourself against others. You know, I might go out there against somebody and get spanked one time, 
but I need to realize that I need to work and get better. And next time I've got a chance to beat them. And that kind of competition that was bred in wrestling is just, you know, it's, it's like, you know, the, the big things that we're trying to teach people, uh, you know, I want to teach a single leg or a double leg, but in the end, Jordan's right. We're going to teach these kids. And for six years, it's going to be a part of their life. And they're going to, you know, they're going to fall in love with it. Some, some of them are, and then they're probably going to get away from the sport. And, uh, you know, it's, it's big that we can teach those lessons and, and they listen to us so much more sometimes than just your regular teachers. You know, it's insane sometimes, you know, you know, having a teacher as a wife and I, and my wife's a teacher and I talk to her sometimes and, and we talk about some of the same kids we taught and how she's like, man, you can have such an influence on them. It's like, yeah, it's just kind of built into being a coach. It's not fair sometimes. Yeah. You know, they might be more afraid of me. Uh, I can go out there and go punish them a little bit. Um, but she's doing just as good a job, if not better, in the classroom. Um, so it's kind of funny, that dynamic there. Yeah, I always tell everybody, my wife's a way better teacher than I am. <laughs> like, I don't take much, but, uh, but yeah, she does a good job. Yeah, Coach Miller, they're, they're, and like I said, hopefully going to get him on in the next week or two uh, as we do this program to get people in because he is um, – unfortunately, he never – he never got that state title, but he's finally getting the recognition by being in the, the Hall of Fame and all those things that we know. And you guys got to hear so many stories. I can only imagine. I can't wait to interview him. Um, but he, every time we would talk, at least once a year, he would always tell me a story about a scar he had that it was in a classroom that was my first classroom at Ben Russell when he was a student teacher. And, uh, and, and that old Oklahoma accent, which is fantastic. So, um, so what's your best uh, – so, Tyler, what's your best – Coach Miller's story, because Lord knows he probably won't watch this, so I'll have to give it a finger. <laughs> oh, man. There, there's lots. For some reason, the first thing that pops into my head is not a wrestling story. It's a traveling wrestling story. Jordan, do you remember this being on the bus? You're going to have to narrow it down, because I know he was driving the bus. Yeah, was, okay. he was driving the bus. The first thing that where my head went to was Coach Miller driving a bus, because <laughs> <laughs> usually some interesting times. Yeah, I, you know, obviously knows way more about wrestling. I don't know why I'm thinking about a, a bus story, but we're driving, and I think I'm a sophomore. Um, I finally got uh, to be a starter, and I think we're coming back from Huntsville or something. And, and he like Jordan already knows on the brakes a little bit, and then he <laughs> continues going, and he ends up hitting a deer, and all the kids are like, turn around, let's go see, let's go see. And we just turn around and we see the, the deer that's that's laying there that he just kind of smashed with the bus. I, you know, that, that's just one of numerous stories. It has nothing to do with wrestling, but just kind of the fun atmosphere, I guess. we. <laughs> yeah. What you got, Jordan? What, what you got? Well, that's what I was thinking. I, as soon as he said that, that's exactly where my mind went. But it's funny he said that. I think the greatest thing, all the greatest stories about Coach Miller really don't have anything to do with wrestling. You know, he's just uh, – he was just so fun to be around. And uh, it was going to be memorable regardless. Um, and he was just such a good man, just such a good man and hilarious, hilarious. He still is. He still is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, he's just uh, an awesome guy. I'm lucky, lucky to have been coached by him for sure. And, and you got the opportunity just kind of like I did and that you got to go back and coach at your alma mater with a guy that you respect. I was fortunate to him kind of be one of my mentors, but you literally got to coach with him. Um, and you guys both said it. I know I'm going into the year 20 now, and most guys I run into, it has 
the first stories we tell are typically not wrestling. Is coach, remember when you did this in practice, coach, remember this? Like, like you said, Tyler, it's about the stuff that we're making, the impacts we're making. And Coach Miller always giving you guys a lifesaver afterwards. So that's uh, right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm to incorporate that better. I think, I think to do it all the time. And then I, I forget. That's such a very constant thing for him to remember. He would always, yep. He would always, and then he'd walk up to us, Nick, you want a lifesaver? No, coach. I'm, <laughs> I know I need one. You just spanked us, but I don't need one right now. He was, he was great about, I think he really did teach me a lot about empathy and compassion for those mm-hmm. kids. Cause you know, when you're a young coach, especially, you know, you're just full of piss and vinegar and mm-hmm. to change the world. And I think he gave me a lot of perspective on that. Um, and, and help me understand that, you know, you're forming like human relationships. These are not transactions. And like, these are not, because I think I struggled with that in the beginning. Um, but he really, really showed me kind of the other side of that. And it's funny. I tell him this all the time, actually, or I, I've tried to, I, I need to tell him this more, but I tell him the further away I get from the time that I got to coach with him, it seems the further away I, I get, the more I realize that he was right. Yep. about everything, you know, and I always kind of look back and like, man, like I remember Coach Miller saying this or doing this a certain way, and like now I get it, and like now I understand. Yeah, as a young coach, you just don't, you know, you think you do, but you don't. You don't. Yeah, he, um, he, Jack Burton and Mark Snyder. It was actually uh, your brother's senior year. Yeah, I guess it was senior year because we had Menafield at Ben Russell. We should have yeah. met in the finals. Mm-hmm. You guys don't know this. We had figured out. I had figured out how to beat him. <laughs> John Hayden is literally sitting right beside me, and we get hosed. Yes, I will say we got hosed. I remember that match. I remember watching that. Yeah. And I was literally, I was going to get there. I looked at my assistant coach. He said, "Well, I said you're about to coach the state finals because I'm getting thrown out of this tournament." And <laughs> Trent, Coach Miller, Coach Burton, Coach Snyder found me and grabbed me and grabbed, pulled me away from the officials because I had I had the rule book. <laughs> uh, they sat me down for about an hour and a half and just talked to me and. Uh, yeah, like you said, young coach, piss, piss and vinegar, all that stuff. Like I said, those guys, they understood what it was all about. They understood what, what you were doing. But, yeah, I just thought it was cool. Like I said, that's you talk about the family relationship. There's the guy who's watching, but he's cheering for my guy. He's cheering for Menafield um, mm-hmm. right there. So, you know, that, that's how awesome you guys are as a family. So, um, and, and what he meant and what you guys meant to the sport. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys want to talk about him any or not. It's up to you guys. Yeah, you're talking about Hayden? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, man, I could, you know, I could talk about him all day, I think. You know, that that was cool, too. I, I think I was really fortunate to not just, like, go back and coach with Coach Miller, but also coach with Hayden. And I think, you know, sometimes I look back and I, and I realize what a driving force that has been for me in my life, too, even, like, up to this point. Um, yeah, I was – Obviously not really – I don't think I've ever really been innately talented at anything that I've ever done. I've just been fortunate enough to be around people that have been really good at what they do. Yeah. And Coach Miller and Hayden were both one of those two where I, I learned so much, you know. Uh, I think he taught me really how to be a competitor, you know, being around that. Um, I think growing up, we – growing up, we didn't really believe that uh, – at least I didn't. I think there was a lot of doubt as far as what we could do, not just on the state level, but on a national level. 
And I think Hayden was one of the first ones to kind of show me that, like, no, yeah, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if this kid's from Pennsylvania, New Jersey, like, from the Midwest. Like, I'm going to beat this kid. I'm going to compete at a high level. I'm going to win a national championship. And it really opened my eyes to that, uh, that like, we can do it. And, and it's just crazy the level of confidence that he had and the convictions that he had uh, in that. I don't know. I don't, I, obviously, I'm a little biased, but I don't think you see that too often in too many human beings. Yeah. And I was just really fortunate to get to coach with that and to see that firsthand. Tyler, you want to jump in on any of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, just the – he just had an air of confidence about everything that he did. And it was, um, I was much older, you know, to give some context, uh, Hayden was in seventh grade when I was a senior. So he ended up winning the state championship at 152 pounds the year after I graduated. And, you know, here I am trying to scrape and trying to, I, I got a place, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to win, win this thing. Um, so I, I end up placing third. And then the next year you see your younger sibling, at the top of the heap, you're like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I tried, I tried this too, you know, since sixth grade, I was, I was trying really hard, but he was, he was confident in his abilities and, um, you know, he did break through and show you could do some things, and, you know, um, but those, those strong legs definitely helped a lot. I didn't, I didn't have those. Um, you know, <laughs> when he would just, you know, punish people as an eighth grader. And I still remember to this day, you know, you're so, you're so proud, you know, at that point. Um, I think it was a dual meet. I think we were wrestling Auburn. I don't know if you were the, if you were the coach there yet. Um, but they're, you know, in the stands, they start chanting, he's in eighth grade. You remember that, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was maybe the sectionals. Okay. It might have been the sectionals because we had the big travel crowd. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let him, that was back and forth. That was pretty wild. Yeah, I was I was at Ben Russell because it was because uh, yeah, he and Menafield were seniors together. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So that was uh that was actually that was the last year if I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, that was the last year. So that was that was oh nine. That was the same. So that was my last year at Ben Russell. So yeah, um, that, when they actually let you have the section tournament at high schools. Yes, you know those were great. Um, yeah, not just for that atmosphere of having students. Um, but just, I think it was probably such a benefit to the high schools. Yes. You can, you can probably speak on that. Yeah, it was definitely huge. I know when we got to Auburn, being able to host it, um, even knowing that we were not one of the top teams, but, um, I think it's just that camaraderie we also had as coaches. You, you got, there was a comfort thing. The kids were comfortable. Um, there's something to be said now about them getting to experience, you know, the big event at sectionals and, you know, as a prep for it, but. But, yeah, that, that was always huge. The, you're going to have way more fans show up because they've already done it all year long. Uh, people know how to travel to those places. And, uh, and, and they've known, like you said, it's, it was typically set up to you. would all been around each other the whole time. So you knew who the rivalries were. Some were more heated than others. So they made sure they stayed away from each other. Uh, but a lot of them were, were friendly and, you know, just the support. And like you said, you know, people chanting, he was an eighth grader. We were, we would have been 5A. You guys would have been 6A then. So, um, so did not get to experience that. But you brought up a good point, Jordan, about how he comes up. And I'm thinking about, like I said, two weeks ago, I interviewed Seth Garvin. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, once again, one, arguably one of the best to come through. And now, like I said, last week, Corey Land, Sam Latona, two guys that are writing their history. And 
those of us that live through that era with, with your brother, um, with John Hayden, we understand how special he was that unfortunately he didn't get to finish off like the rest of them. He kind of gets pushed to the wayside. So that was why I was glad we got to talk about him because he was, he was absolutely special. I still will say Minifield, we were going to beat him. We were not going to give him number five. <laughs> what could have been? What could have been? Those two were talking about it. I'm sure those two were talking about it out there. Remember? Oh, no doubt. <laughs> had him. I think I even looked at him afterwards. He was like, I was like, and we were going to beat you. We figured it out too. Yeah. And he started laughing. Uh, yeah. And that's how awesome he was. Uh, yeah, well, so I, remember, I remember that just being such a wild match because Bagwell had beat him earlier in the year too, right? Yeah. And I think that was his senior year. I think that was the most nervous I've ever been, actually. So I'm kind of, maybe it's a good thing Minifield didn't wrestle. In that match. <laughs> if you were, I don't know how much you remember that match. I know we're off track, but I don't care. That's one of my awesome matches. So I don't know if you remember. <laughs> Section finals, he throws legs in and he doesn't turn him. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. But yeah, I he doesn't. I, do. I think I do. He didn't turn him. So, and he didn't turn him because we had figured out what to do not to get turned. And he did one thing. Back then, you could stand up as many times as you wanted. And oh, yeah. Get, and he stood up one time, and he got put back down. He just looked at me. And then after that, he was flattened out. Yeah. So we, did, we did one time, weird spot. He looked at me, and I was like, we got him. That's why he got up. And he was like, so, yeah. like, freaking freaking slide by, don't get a takedown. <laughs> Guy freaking bear crawls out of bounds. I was, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that doesn't haunt you at all, does it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, so. Back to real stuff. Yeah, so there, there's – and I've been doing this for so long, like matches just go away, but there are some that just – It's crazy how the losses will stick with you much longer than the great wins. It's annoying. There's you know? there's no doubt. There's no doubt. So, um, like I said, we've been doing this a long time. How have uh, – Ty, let's talk about you since you've been in it uh, longer than Jordan and you've kind of stayed at the high school level. But how have you seen the sport change in the years, even, even talk to the years um, of competition to now – uh, as far as coaching, how have you seen it change? Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, you know how moves kind of come, come and go. Mm -hmm. It seems like that you see that happening now. It's kind of funny seeing that how I will teach something for years. And then it seems like, Oh, nobody wants to do a slide by. You know, like you're mentioning, then all of a sudden kids are like, oh, I found, I found this new move coach. What, what about this? I'm like, oh, well, I know, I know all about that. We can do that. But for years I was teaching it and nobody was doing it, you know? And, and uh, it's kind of funny seeing it come back around all the, all the wrestling styles. And, um, you know, it, it's a good thing that the sport is spreading, um, now there's more competition than ever. I was thinking back on it and I was – uh, my wife was wearing my state shirt because I can't fit in that anymore. What? Uh, and I was looking at – oh, yeah. No, no. Um, and, uh, and I was looking at the back of it, and I was like, that's not many teams. Yeah. And now we've grown now, and I, I just think about, man, there might have been somebody in South Alabama who could have, you know, knocked me out, you know. Um, it could have been – so it's got to be more competitive, I feel like. It's got to be more competitive. Um, and it's pretty nice to see Alabama or South Alabama kind of you know, slide their way in and have some state champions and have state placers. And um, so it's, it's definitely had to, the competitions had to increase a little bit. I, what do you, what do you think about that competition wise? Uh, yeah, I think it's no doubt. Um, 
as far as no doubt it's gotten a lot tougher uh, because of, I think it's technology. Uh, coaches have gotten better having done this as long as I have seen a lot of the older guys go out and now I hate to say it being one of the older guys. Um, but, you know, I've seen a lot of growth. The clubs have been great, even with the disunity that is there, um, seeing the kids have the opportunity to go through. But um, with all the, with the quarantine, one of the reasons I've done this is listen to a lot of coaches across the country and they, they bring up the fact that, you know, now, unlike all of us, even when you were wrestling, I was wrestling, even starting coaching, um, I remember carrying around the box of tapes to swap out so kids could film. And now they have access to so much, uh, oh, just yeah. like what you were just saying. So um, like, even like with what Seth is showing my son, the three or four days a week he was doing it, like I'm looking at it, he goes, have you seen this? And like you said, I'm like, yeah, but I haven't been able to teach it for years because of levels. So we have way more exposure in the state and I always think back to, early on and how basically we would always say just draw a line in Montgomery and there's no wrestling south of it and it's finally getting there um, it is causing some headaches for the state level to figure out how to maneuver and put people together uh, but it's working and uh, Baldwin and Mobile County did the right thing by doing it holistically making sure everybody's done it and having coaches like you got having coaches like um, like you and the rest that have left from the Birmingham Heck, even ARAB, quality young coaches who, for whatever reason, said, you know what, I'm going to go down there. There's older coaches who are starting to say, well, I'm about to retire, whatever, and I'm going to move down there. And um, it's great for that area uh, to see what's happening. And, yeah, I mean, you're right. You had, what, two champions this year? At I had three this year. Three. Okay, I, always, the, I forget about the, what, 190? 95, 60, 95. and uh, what was it? 32. Yeah. Yeah. Then I forgot about the 95. I, I knew snow and um, 32 had it, uh, yeah, but that was an all Baldwin County finals. It was Gulf Shores smash four. That's right. It was. So we, we should have been in there, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so spoken like a real coach, right? Yeah. <laughs> had a guy, had a guy should have been in there. The other two, um, no, we wrestled snow at 60. I think we did. No, we wrestled Reed Hill. We had Reed Hill. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw you before that. At sectionals. Yeah. You guys beat us pretty good. So, but, um, but that's what I've enjoyed watching, watching that area blossom uh, because okay. of the kids. And we always say there's athletes down there. So, um, and more coaches are willing at the state level from the ones I've talked to where it's early on, it was the wrestling coach was typically a football guy. Um, yeah. And I mean, I remember there was a time where it was like Coach Miller, Coach Gadosh, Coach Snyder. There might have been one other guy and myself who were the only ones who had wrestled in college, and we were uh, Coach uh, Desaro. Um, but like there was only there was less than ten collegiate wrestlers coaching at the high school level, and most of those guys had been coaching for twenty plus years. Whereas now, um, and most of those other coaches enjoyed the sport, but when it was over, they went to football. And, uh, but now you have more guys that are wrestling oriented. Um, the workouts in the summers are more geared towards allowing you to travel and more guys are set up to do more camps and people, I mean, Jordan, you know, you're a prime example of people are bringing people in. Coach Miller used to bring people in. So, uh, yeah, I think holistically it has grown as much as we want it to get better. That's what I always try to remind myself and look at some people and go, you guys don't remember when the state tournament was at the end of January. Um, 
and I think that was during you guys' time competing, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. Um, so, so I've seen that. So, Jordan, now how about you? I mean, obviously, you've you got that opportunity. I remember it was a tough choice. You and I talked. I know I was one of your one of the many people you talked to, um, because, like we said, we share that coaching at your alma mater, and you know the opportunity to leave or to stay. Um, mm -hmm. So you you got to see it grow a little bit more. But what? How has the sport changed in your view? And um, I saw you doing a lot of nodding, so I'm guessing you agree with a lot of what we're saying. But what's your perspective? Yeah, no, it's it's been really cool seeing the growth down south. I think there's going to be there's going to continue to be a lot of growth down there. Um, I think people really, uh, it's easy to me to sell the value of wrestling. Um, I think as far as NCAA statistics go, uh, wrestling has, I think, the second highest percentage of first-generation college uh, college athletes yeah. or college students. Um, so there's a direct correlation between, you know, wrestling and doing something really hard that's, like, never been done before. And I think you're going to continue to see that, uh, see that selling point more and more. Um, and I think just now more, more than ever, we need wrestling. I think yeah. you need that sport. You need that level of uh, commitment to something. Um, but yeah, no, seeing that happen in Alabama has been really cool. Obviously you have more guys than ever who are getting national exposure, more guys than ever that are going to tournaments like Fargo and Virginia beach and Disney duels. And, um, so the level of exposure has risen tremendously. Um, there's still a lot to be done. Uh, I don't think anybody is satisfied with where it's at right now. Um, I think uh, you said more club development, especially down south, more unity within, within those things, and, and it could really, really explode. Um, you look at states like Georgia. You know, I remember growing up in my time and really even a little bit after that, you know, we could – kind of go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Georgia. I think in a lot of ways we were probably better, maybe as a whole. And it's really – I mean, Georgia, I think their sophomore, junior class, those guys, they might be one of the best in the nation, yeah. um, some of those guys coming in. Um, and I think that's a testament to, like you said, young coaches continuing to come back, um, a lot of growth and development. And um, it seems like they're working really well together and trying to just promote the state as a whole. I know the state level in Georgia has got some issues, though. Um, as far as like all the different classifications and we can get into all that, yeah. stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but they're obviously, they're, they're trending upwards. Um, and you see Alabama doing that too, just a, they're a little bit further behind. Um, yeah. but no, it's just, I, I think just the sheer numbers has really been a huge benefit to the state as a whole. Um, it, yeah, it has. And, uh, talk to Seth a little bit about that, the growth. And he talked about how, when he came through, he trained over there and I've also talked to other guys that wrestled during that era and they were like, and it's the, you would train with your school or your club, but they said every weekend the top guys would get together and scrap. Mm -hmm. And now all of those guys have come back and they're either coaching or have a club. Now granted Georgia's able to do more than we are, right? but, but they still have that same mindset. It's not, let me protect us about my, my school, my team, my club, it's about Georgia getting better. So that's why you're seeing Georgia do that, which is very similar to what goes on uh, across the nation and other, and other places. They're not afraid to have, you know, Hey, this Sunday, we're going to meet at this high school or this club and 
everybody bring whoever wants to, you know, um, you know, they actually encourage their best kids to do it. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what you see going on there. Yeah. Um, so what's it like being a guy from Alabama? So um, being a Southerner, trying to go up into the Northeast or the Midwest and recruit wrestling. How has that gone? You know, that's actually been a lot of fun. Uh, I've really enjoyed I, I, it's helped because really, I guess my entire coaching staff just about is, uh, you know, they're Ohio, Indiana, Illinois. And then, you know, I got Caden McWhorter, one of my That's right coming up. Um, so it's been really helpful having kind of an in with these guys, you know, um, they know the territory and the regions. Uh, that's really been a huge benefit because honestly, like, let's be real. I, not some, some Joe Schmo from Alabama is not going to be able to walk into Indiana and snag these guys like they can. Yeah. Um, so they've done a really good job of that. Um, you were, you guys were talking about wrestling earlier and just kind of how much there's been so much exposure and, and how things kind of ebb and flow. But the one thing that I have seen and realized, uh, you know, across any state, across all borders, what works works. You know, the basic bare fundamentals, get really good at that stuff, and that stuff works. And I think that's sort of the common language that wherever you're from, you know, wrestling is wrestling at the end of the day. Um, so it's been really fun kind of seeing everyone has those certain nuances and uh, – <laughs> a head and arm or a headlock or whatever you know different things like that but uh it's i think we have a lot more in common than different um we really do that's one thing i've noticed uh you know you go to a place like indiana they do things a little differently in terms of like just really just numbers and, and classifications um but those kids are just wrestling they're a little bit younger and there's just a lot more of them um and that's really making a big difference for those guys they're good they're obviously very good yeah they're, they're, they're pretty good so um with, with what's happening and what's going on there so how has it been down back down there tyler you've been down uh baldwin county was this going into year four now maybe um my years are starting to mix up man mine too i think uh i think this is year five or six i don't know what yeah about the same year it started down here okay so, so what all, what all have you seen? I know we talked about growth and we talked about, you know, the clubs and things like that. What, what, what's it happened? What's happened down there? So what's really allowed outside of the, the county's system saying we're going to do it. What, what else has really allowed it to take hold? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, the county pretty much mandating every school in the county has to get wrestling in Baldwin County. That was a big help mm -hmm. uh, because when I first came down here, it were, it was, it was Gulf Shores, it was Spanish Fort, it was Foley. Um, it might have been, I'm trying to think, it might have been one more team, oh, Baldwin County. Uh, and then, you know, every year another team, Robertsdale. Uh, now we've got Alberta and Orange Beach. So every team in the county has to have it. Uh, and that makes your, you know, that, that makes your, your midweek scheduling a little bit better. You know, the first year I came down here, I think we wrestled Foley 15 times. I mean, it was it was every time we went somewhere, um, we saw Foley. Um, so that, you know, expanding the schools makes it a, a little bit easier. So now it's it's becoming a place where, you know, we can stay down here and we can invite some teams to come down here and to wrestle and uh, put on a nice little tournament uh, every now and then. 
Um, one of the big things about coming down here, and I knew that. I mean, the year before I came down here, I was at Stanhope Elmore. We had a state finalist, mm -hmm. had numerous state placers. Um, so when I came down here, I knew it was going to be tough. Um, and I just remember that first week of having practice. And what little hair I might have had then still, I pulled out. Because I was like, oh, I forget. They don't know anything about wrestling. They had wrestling last year, and they think they know wrestling, but they didn't know anything. So it was it was kind of cool because I was the main authority. And when I said something, and they might have they been like all high school kids in the beginning, they would have been like, yeah, that guy don't know what he's talking about. And then they tried, and then it worked, and then just it kind of built from there. It was kind of great to do that. Um, and sometimes you might not get that opportunity in Birmingham. You might have had a kid who was who has been doing a duck under since fourth grade, and that's great. That's that's good too to be able to to have a, a kind of basic level. So that was kind of cool to come down here and to be um, you know the main authority on wrestling. And you know they've they've started to spread some clubs, and um, even that's still a work in progress. I think. Um, so it's been, it's been an interesting couple of years seeing it, uh, take off down here. I, I don't know if I, did I even answer your question? You did. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what we do here, which can kind of bounce around, but, you know, get the feel for it. And so I, I know Jordan, um, you can't really talk about recruits per se, but guys that are there, um, you got two high, you got two, so what? He's got one of my kids, Gage Hudson. Okay, that's right. That's, yeah, you picked up some big – this was a big year. I'll, I'll watch your Alabama guys, and I'm like, all right, he's starting to get mm -hmm. some of some of the studs. Um, something I like to do as a coach talking to college guys is, you know, all right, you've got Alabama guys, you got other guys there. So what are some deficiencies that you were like, man, you know, this kid would come out of high school, and I know you said the fundamentals, but, you know, this is something that I really wish that more kids would come out of high school with. Um, what would it be? What would you tell coaches to make sure they're emphasizing on for kids that want to go collegiate? From a technical aspect? Yeah. Um, well, you know, the, kind of the easiest answer to that is, is mat wrestling. I think you've seen a big trend, uh, which understandable because it works, especially at the high school level. Um, kids have just gotten – and I, and I kind of felt proud of this. I just wanted to get really, really good on my feet. You know, I felt like if I could just take you down, let you up, take you down, let you up, I'm like, that was all I needed to do. Um, but in doing that, you're kind of like ignoring two-thirds of a wrestling match, you know. Uh, mat wrestling is just such a big deal, such a big deal. And I've really grown to kind of fall in love. Um, you know, Coach Miller, was, Coach Miller was actually a phenomenal mat wrestling coach. He was so good at just all those aspects. And, of course, me being a young guy, I probably ignored more than half of it. Um, but I think, uh, you know, uh, with riding time at the collegiate level, that's really big. Uh, but not just riding and just holding on, but really riding with a purpose and with intention uh, to turn the guy. And then not just that, but, you know, getting up from bottom. You can't, you can't give up that 60 seconds. Um, so there has to be kind of a sense of urgency. Uh, I think it's just really easy – to uh, to hold on in a high school match, you know, if you're up uh, up by one, then you know what's the hurry in getting up if you can, you know, stay on bottom and and, and steal that match. Whereas in a in a college match, that is rarely the case. Um, you know, 
Did, yeah. did the four point near fall make it even make mat wrestling even more important in college? Did you guys Absolutely. see a shift? Absolutely. No, I think just for us, you know, uh, you know, part of our MO is, you know, being just really, really hard nosed and tough on top. Um, and we stress the importance of that, just bonus points and really how much easier bonus points are to achieve now with that four point near fall, um, especially coming off the takedown, you know, you can blow an, a match open six zero right off the bat. Uh, you know, if you, if you play cards, right. So, um, I think mat wrestling has, has been huge, but even just to kind of even narrow that more to a, maybe a different, uh, as far as from your feet, since I think that's such a big part in high school, um, or such a, such a big focus for a lot of coaches is finishing a single leg, uh, finishing a single leg. And it sounds simple. Um, but I think, uh, for me, you know, if I were going back and coaching a high school team, that would be a huge point of emphasis for me, not just mat wrestling, but just the simple, fundamental basics of finishing a single leg from, from the mat. Um, you know, it's, it's usually, it's probably just the same things. It's the little things that are often overlooked that make the biggest difference. And I think we try to fancy it up and, and make it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, but like I said earlier, you know, what works, works. It's those little things. Yeah. That's uh, most of the stuff that we teach predicates off of a double, obviously if you can get both legs, but we also understand that like 80 something percent of the takedowns at the division one tournament are single legs. So that's where we spend bulk of the time. Tyler, what's your thought on, uh, you, you want high school to bring in the four near fall? Are you good with where it is? Uh, yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, I, I love top wrestling. I love teaching top wrestling. I was not very good at my feet, on my feet at all. Um, I, you know, I was just an average wrestler, wrestler to begin with. So to try to try to throw in um, being good at my feet, uh, that was that was almost impossible to do. So I'd be I'd be okay with that. Um, riding time might be something that would be a little tough to to implement. I guess I don't know, but that would be cool too. Um, kind of an incentive to yeah get off from bottom because bottom is a position that as a coach I've just been. You know, I'm not I shouldn't say perplexed that people are, are bad on bottom or kids are not as good on bottom, but they're kind of thinking the same things I was probably thinking. I'm gonna catch a breath here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna not work so hard to get on bottom. Um, but as a coach, you're sitting there thinking, man, we just we got to get anywhere but yeah. bottom because there's so much that can go wrong for a high school kids. <laughs> um, you know, especially when you're teaching kids in the beginning. Um, and I, and then I go back and I watch some of my film and I was like, yep, yep. Okay. I'm doing the exact same thing. Uh, I was no different. Uh, so, uh, to, to kind of push being better on bottom, I think that'd be great. What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I definitely saw the huge advantage of coming, especially coming out of the collegiate room. So Matt wrestling has always been something I've been big on. Uh, we all fall prey, um, fall into the trap of it's easy to teach takedowns. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where a lot of coaches, unless they've done it, it's easy to teach a takedown. Uh, Matt wrestling is a lot of feel and understanding. So you got to be able to do it. Um, writing time. I just don't, we can't, we got people that can't even start and stop a regular clock. <laughs> right? So <laughs> I'm like writing time now, but uh, yeah. I, I yeah. want, I want the four near fall. Most officials I've talked to want the four near fall because now yeah. it's simple. It's two or four and that's it. And uh, watching more division one this year, with my son because he's big into it now. 
um, going into his sophomore year. We really watch a lot. And just watching those guys, and like I said, next thing you know, it's it's 10-0, and it's a minute into the first period of a Division One match. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And it sucks at the same time. But it really does show the dominance. So, uh, so I want the four. I was hoping we'd get it this year, but – they delayed the hair rule. I don't know why. I mean, I don't have a problem. With it. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they can get rid of headgear, I hate headgear. I'm ready to. I'm ready to get rid of headgear. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I thought um, you guys at the college level were going to get rid of the headgear. I, I really I, did. I thought it was going to happen. But one uh, one other thing that from us, I think needs to translate to high school, and and I would like to hear your opinion on this. You know, the NAIA, we can take twelve to uh, our conference tournament. And to me, that is kind of an equalizer in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Um, and I think it would be more beneficial to high school where it, you know, it, you might beat your head against the wall trying to find a 106 pounder or a 13 pounder or a head or whatever, you know, sometimes you just have those holes. And to me, it's like, well, you know, I got 30, uh, 152 pounders. Um, you know, surely I can fit another one in here who can make some noise. What do you think about that? How do you think the coaches in Alabama would feel like uh, about that as a whole? Tyler, you want to go first? You want me to take it? Uh, I think it would – I would like the idea of putting numerous people at a weight class, like two at 152 pounds, because uh, the schools I've been at, your average kid weighs 152 pounds. So it – probably help recruit a little bit. Um, you know, it's going to be – it would be an advantage for everybody, those big schools. Uh, just think, I mean, you know, there's only 14 starters. Um, and you've got some kids probably thinking, well, if I'm stuck behind somebody pretty good, I can only I can only do so much. But at the same time, they're trying to get rid of some weight classes too. Uh, I don't know where they stood there. Uh, we talked about that, 220 or something. They, they, they didn't do anything across the board, so. Right. Okay. Which to me, it almost feels like it solves that issue where if you're just worried about forfeits, well, I mean, you can still increase participation in a way. And I guess I look at it too, and like if Alabama's playing in the national championship, their third string center might have to play at least a play or two. Yeah. You know, they're getting an opportunity to compete on a national stage, whereas, you know, wrestling, and I'm sure other individual sports are the same way, but, you know, if you're not, if you're not first, you're last. That's what yeah. I'm we um when they first did all the seven A and all that stuff and the numbers were low, uh, that was one of the things we pitched. We were like, especially seven A, it was well, there's only going to be eighteen twenty teams, so we're like, let's forego sectionals and let everybody bring up to two per weight class. And um, of course, that was shot down quick. Uh, and even when you tried to bring up that, hey, well, track, swimming, cross country, although like they get to bring multiple, and they were like, we're not comparing other sports. Um, and then they were comparing to other sports, but yeah, right. HSA <laughs> not getting into that right now. Right. Um, <laughs> so uh, like you, we talked about that. There, there are some issues, but there's issues in other states across the country. So we've all got that stuff. We've come a long way. Yeah. Um, I would love it uh, definitely. Uh, now with what they've done in Alabama, combining five and six A, I sure as heck don't want to do it because it's already going to be a thirty-two to sixty-four man bracket at sectionals. Um, so I really don't want to throw that much out there for it. Um, but I think that if you are going to be – maybe if you're going to be forfeiting one at a sectional, at a qualifier, you know, if you like you said, say you don't have a 106, you don't have a 220, 
All right, but you are now allowed 14 entries, um, right. limit like say 14 entries and leave it at that instead of two per. That is something that I would would not mind seeing um, because it would it would definitely help out, especially large schools. And now in the division they've done with seven A staying and they go in one through four to try to get more growth, it would definitely help the one through four A schools because mm -hmm. now you could possibly qualify more, which is the whole rationale for doing it. Exactly. Um, Exactly. So, but uh, are they going to do it? No, they're not going to do it. Right. <laughs> I just think it promotes good, even if it's like you, if you just limit it to, you know, 16 entries. Yeah. I think it's such a cool, uh, such a cool way. As far as recruiting, it, it helps us too, you know, like, hey, we got the number one guy in the country at this weight. Yeah. Not only come train with him, but then you could maybe meet him in the national finals. Mm -hmm. good enough, so. That was a cool thing the first time I had a kid go, um, go out to an NAI and start, I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty sharp. Um, yeah. I mean, I also know why high schools don't do it. Um, it's because division one, division two, it's straight 10. So right. they want to, they want to stick with the big ones and you know, that's, everybody gets to make their own, their own thing. So, sure. um, all right. So all three of you got the question, push out rule. Do we need the push out rule in college and or high school? You know, I like, I like how we do it now with stalling. You know, if you, if you got a bounds, it has to be their continuation. Mm -hmm. or stalling. I think to me, that's a good compromise. I don't think I'll, I don't think I want to push out rule. I don't think I do. I just, I don't know. I think where we're at is good because it still promotes a lot of action. And I don't think anybody can get away with just going out of bounds. Now they need to obviously need to do better about being consistent and how they call it. But uh, I like I like how we do it. What you got, Tyler? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp. Um, we can we can talk about consistency. You know, you want that <laughs> because and and the refs are obviously they're doing their best too. But there's a difference sometimes between that state semifinal match and that match on a random sa Saturday in December. And I I don't think it should be that way. And I try not to coach kids to to wrestle that way. Um, I don't know if anybody does uh, try to teach stalling, but um, we've got to take chances. I mean, yeah, some, some people do. Okay. Uh, so, Not me, but I, there are some that do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've, we've got to constantly take chances. We have to push the pace. Um, I know that's what I want in a wrestler um, because you don't score by just sitting there. Um, you know, and there's there's tough matches where you know it could be three to two, but a lot of your average matches with average wrestlers uh, shouldn't be boring, low scoring. <laughs> you know, um, that that higher level where they're actually they can they can defend shots really well. They can. It's really tough to get in on shots, and it's yeah. tough to get away on bottom. Yeah, those can be three two. Um, so yeah, yeah, just keep keep pressing uh, consistency on that stalling issue. Yeah. I, I never thought about it from that perspective, Jordan, especially the, the collegiate. Cause a lot of times I hear the, them talk about it and uh, cause they transition naturally to international. I'm on the, I'm on the push out side. And, and the simple reason is it was to ties into what you guys saying consistency. You don't ever know with the stalling and all of that. Um, and it would make, it would get rid of those coaches that teach you to wrestle on the edge cause it's safe. Um, mm -hmm. So it would, so it would kind of tie in all that. Uh, the other reason I, I'm on it is because um, there has been talk of bringing the, the one point of contact down to high school, 
but they don't do it because then you have to make the mats bigger for the safety area. So it increased mm -hmm. cost. So that's why I'm on the, well, let's just put the push out in. Yeah. And now yeah. it solves, now you got to wrestle and you don't have to worry about buying a new mat. So that that, that's why I'm on that one. And, and in Alabama, we might get more kids to go wrestle freestyle or Greco because now they understand you can't step out of bounds. Right. Oh, I guess I forget high school. They don't have the, the continuation or stalling either. Uh, they Which, put it in this year, and but it's like you, it's like Tyler said, it's some the guys that are up to date and try to do it. So it's the best they could. Yeah, it's supposed to be called like that. I think yeah. I think when that is called correctly, I'm good with it. Yeah, um, and even that, yeah, I think just anything. It's all we could complain. We could find a hundred different things to complain about, which I gladly will do. <laughs> Speaking about coaching the kids to wrestle on the edge of the mat. I think Coach Miller definitely had a session or two a year. Where he would tell us, hey, if your back's to the edge and they shoot, guess what? You're out of bounds. You can take all the chances you want in there. So oh, yeah. I have to ask him about that. In, any good coach, make sure you go over situa that's situational wrestling. Okay, exactly. Tyler? Exactly. Situational wrestling. Yeah. I, 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 never taught stalling, right. but there are times where you don't have to be as aggressive. <laughs> uh, so uh and i might have learned some of that from coach miller too but uh some of those older guys all right before before we get you guys out of here did this last week with these guys we're going to do a kind of a who you got since this is a big week for wrestling uh with it so we'll, we'll jump right in to uh to the big one uh who you got taylor martin taylor take david taylor <laughs> david taylor is uh He's he's too good. He he also uh, it's funny he was doing a you see a lot of the training and stuff that he does. Yeah. Sorry, I got to do this little shameless plug, but he does a lot of uh, he works for the training lab and yeah. we actually do a lot of that same conditioning stuff. Like we have the same like bias. Right. Hold on, time out. Then if you're gonna talk about it, you gotta do like him. Take the shirt off, pop the top. <laughs> <laughs> Can I flex? I might still have to. I don't know. All right, now go ahead, continue. <laughs> Well, no, but it, it's it's we kind of have adopted a lot of the training and stuff. So I'm a little biased in that regard too. Um, but, I just love the way you know, and I really Miles. Nothing against him either. Miles yeah. Martin, who's heck wrestler, but I think David Taylor is just. Uh, what you got, Tyler? Specimen. I'm I'm going to preface this by saying I don't keep up with wrestling as much. Uh, you know, like watching it. I, I watch the NCAs. I watch wrestling. Uh, a lot, you know, all year long. But I know David Taylor and uh, no Miles Martin, so I'm going David Taylor. All right. So what would have happened if the Taylor? I totally forgot his name now. Downey. Downey. Uh, if Taylor Downey would have happened, Tyler, you may not have known this one, but yeah. So what would have happened? I wish. I wish that one would have happened. I wish that one would, because uh, it would have been even even worse, even worse. <laughs> they like. Oh, man, I could get started on that, too. All right. Well, Tyler, do you, do you know what we're talking about on that one? <laughs> I, I know the guy a little bit. Did he – he won a Worlds no, down – he, No, he he was the Taylor replaced – I'm going to say replacement when okay. Taylor was out last year. So, he was Taylor's spot. And uh, he meddled – I think he meddled at Worlds, um, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I know a little – I have a little bit of knowledge of him, but – yeah, David Taylor, Kyle Dake, those guys are uh, pretty amazing. I've, I've watched some of their after-college matches. Yeah. All right, since you said Kyle Dake, Tyler, I'm going to throw you on spot. Who's winning, Dake or Shimizu? 
I, from what little I know, I think I think, uh, I think Dake is pretty confident, so I'm gonna have to go with with uh, Kyle Dake. I think Dake is so he's so out there that he can do anything he wants. That guy, you know, he's gonna get energy from the sun. He'll be like radiating like from the, from the sunlight and the grass beneath his. You know, he's he's kind of he's uh, he's out there with his training. But that dude, that dude supposedly is one of the strongest human beings in the world, too, from what I've heard. So you're so you're on board with the Dakes getting younger uh, camp. I think so. <laughs> yes, I think he is. I think he is. Yeah. He found a way to reverse aging. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, like you just look at Dake and like him when he wrestled Burroughs, and the, you know, obviously Burroughs still beat him, but uh, there were a couple times where Dake got a hold of him, and you really thought like this could be it. You know, like, yeah. Dake's gonna take it, which I, you know, I think Dake's older, wiser, better now. So. What are you gonna say, Tyler? Well, it, it should maybe be an after-recording question. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, story, the story about uh, – yeah, yeah. All right. All right. We'll do that. All right. So, so you guys all got all got Dake because of what he's doing. Um, I, I'm on the camp of I was for Dake until he started talking all this kind of trash and getting all arrogant. <laughs> yeah. And so now I'm like, ah, I want you to win, but I'm okay if Shimizo just goes Shimizo on you and pull some crazy <laughs> stuff out. He so, did. He uh, did some crazy stuff. I'm pumped about Saturday. Like I, I hadn't been pumped about stuff until for a while, but I'm pumped about this. All right. Um, so obviously Dake is so Tyler, you don't know this. Dake is so excited. He gets to go through the whole mini tournament for the Olympic trials while Jordan Burroughs gets to chill. Um, I mean, it, it, he's so pumped. Um, does Dake, <laughs> the sarcasm radiates, right? Yeah. <laughs> so listen, just listen to him talk about it too. Uh, does Dake make it first of two part question. Does Dake make it through the tournament? And who wins between him and Burroughs if he makes it? Is this for me? Tyler, do you know about any of this? Yeah, you go ahead and start, Jordan. I think Tyler's yeah, already no. prefaced. Like, he's going to bounce off what you say, so that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Dake's going to make it. I mean, Dake is good. I still, though, I mean, you know, the king is king. Burroughs is king until proven otherwise. So, uh, and I think there's something to be said about the final time, too. I think there's a motivation factor. Um, so we'll see. I like Burroughs too. I really yeah. like Burroughs. Like you see, you know, he's just he's an all American all American kind of guy. There so, you go. Yeah. Tyler, so, what what you think? Okay, a little background information, I guess. So Jordan Burroughs, I guess since they pushed back the Olympics, this is for the Olympics for next year. Yeah. So if you medaled, if you were a world medalist at an Olympic weight, you sit out yeah. try you sit out the mini tournament. So okay. even though even though he finished third and Dake was the world champ, Dake yeah. was a world champ at a non-Olympic weight, so he has to go through um, the tournament. So that's okay. what's going on. Yeah, I I would pull for Jordan Burroughs, just like like y'all were talking about, just final go probably. Um, it's got to be close to his final go. I, has he decided this is it? Uh, he, he just announced. Said it has he or did he? He did, but then I think when he got pushed back, he just said the thing with Penn. Like, I think now he's looking at 24. So, really? Yeah, because he signed as an athlete to Penn RTC. Right. I know he made that announcement. That yeah. he was so, moving, but, uh, so, anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm hoping for Jordan, Jordan Burroughs. Does, uh, Dake make, does Dake make it through, though? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, he's pretty I think it's def Dake, Dake is definitely making it through. 74 is one of the toughest – 74 yeah. and 50, 54, 56 um, just seem to be the deepest weight classes. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you could almost pull anybody out and they should be on the podium uh, yeah. at the Olympics. So, um, yeah, I, I'm on, I'm, go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's cool to see the level of depth that the Americans have. Uh, yeah. As far as like, you know, just uh, freestyle, you know, that's, that's, that's been cool. And that's thanks to the RTC. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, I'm on the camp of – I'm with Burroughs until he's beat. Um, mm -hmm. I think Dake makes it through, uh, but I think it's probably going to be harder than it has been in the past, even though he is better. I mean, you just – like, you mean, Mikhail Lewis, Imar, Valencia. I can't remember um, who you – just, you just go down the list, and it's like, mm -hmm. good grief. All these guys yep. are right there. So yep. – um, nuts that's gonna be pretty bad pretty enough right there all right uh lightweight question does spencer lee is he our olympic guy at 56 kilos or is it going to be gilman dix sorry is it gonna be one of those guys you know god i don't know i don't know i could see you know i have not watched a whole lot of Spencer Lee freestyle. Like Gilman's kind of a gamer though. Yep. You know, like Gilman's kind of a gamer. Uh, he's kind of a weirdo too. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Gilman. I'll go with Gilman. You'll go with Gilman. Tyler, go with Gilman. Do you want to say anything on this one, Tyler? Yeah. Just ignorance just passed me. I thought, yeah. I mean, Spencer Lee wrestled this college season. So I figured, you know, you take that red shirt if you want to go Olympics. But I guess he didn't, and he's still trying for the Olympics. Okay. Yeah, he went through the he went to senior nationals and just absolutely smoked everybody, and uh, that's what made me shift. I'd always said if he went, he was going to be my guy, and then mm -hmm. watching him, like I think it was like I don't know, it was it was like an off weekend. He was like, "Yeah, I'm going to the open," just freaking. <laughs> you're, I was like, "Okay, that's yeah. now that's now my guy." Um, yeah. So I got that one. All he's right, probably the future. That's for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. One. All right, last two because I know you got to go, Tyler. Um, Cox Snyder, who you got? Oh, I got I got to go with Snyder too. Um, I'll go with Snyder, Captain America. I, I think I love I do love Snyder, but Cox is going to give him he's going to give him all that he wants. All right, I'll go Tyler. Tyler, what you got? Yeah, I I know about both of those guys, and they are both dudes. Um, so I. <sighs> Man, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna just go Cox. And I'm, I'm really impossible. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I'm yeah. with Tyler on this one. When he announced it, I was like, "Dude, <laughs> he's a yeah. freak." Yeah. All right. So hypothetical. Let's let's go with that. Cox, Sajulayev. Tyler, you know who Sajulayev is? The way Sajulayev <laughs> beat Snyder last time, and I think it was kind of a fluke. Not necessarily a fluke, you know. I mean, it's, he's just good. He caught him out of position. He did. He did. Um, you said Cox or Sajulayev? Cox or Sajulayev? If Cox beats Snyder, I'm going with Cox. I want to see it. I think uh, – Yeah, yeah. And, and this one, I, I, I last week when I went to this and I've talked – all right, so I'm going I'm to play politician. Mm -hmm. If it's over early, it's Sajulayev. If Cox yeah. can get that lather – that we Americans know he has, <laughs> where it's just like you touch him and nothing sticks. Right, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and if it's close, go into the second, and he's got that lather, that film. And he's kind of savvy, too. He's pretty savvy. Yeah. Of course, I'm a homer. I'm just a homer. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what we got. So, well, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate appreciate doing this day. Like, so hopefully next week uh, I can get with Coach Miller and have him 
come on talk to him a little bit. But it's good to have the Countryman brothers on here. Uh, Tyler, I know you got to go because you got workouts. Any final remarks? Anything you want to say? Uh, no, not that I can think of. Uh, thanks for having me. I mean, this is fun. Yeah, man. We, we can do this without recording. Like I said, we got we got <laughs> one story before I have to leave. <laughs> oh, we got one. All right, what you Jordan? You got anything? No, man. I just I appreciate you doing this. This is awesome. The more exposure that wrestling and Alabama wrestling has, I, I think the better. Um, you guys are doing great down there. It's uh, I'm jealous. Not good. Don't get to be down there with y'all. So, all right, guys, Tuck It Up family. Hope you enjoyed it. And as we say every week on everything we say, you know, just enjoy life. See you guys next week.